Welcome, everyone, to the second episode of the podcast of the Student Council of Health and Life Sciences, brought to you by you, by me, Jan, and Lera. Good morning, everyone. Uh, we have a very special guest today with us, uh, the Dean of the Faculty of Health, Medicine and Life Sciences. Uh, welcome, Anne-Marie Gros. Um, thanks for joining us. And how are you doing today? Thank you very much for inviting me. And uh, I'm doing fine. Thank you. That's great. So the idea is that we're going to ask you a set of questions. We prepared 10 questions that we'd like to ask you. And if you don't mind, we can just start and go through them. Good. How much time do we have? So we have around about half an hour. Okay, good. But obviously, if you want to have more time, that's also uh, possible. I scheduled one entire hour in case it takes longer. Mm -hmm. So we're all yours, so to speak. Okay. <laughs> so the first question would be, please tell us something about yourself. So who are you? Where are you from? What did you study? Or why and why did you come to Maastricht? Some, some general information. Um, I'm Annemie Scholz. I'm 59 years old. I'm married and we have two daughters, Tekla and Lotte. Mm -hmm. uh, I was born in Limburg, but uh, I just lived there for a few years and uh, grew up in the province of Brabant. Uh, there, my father started a new high school. Uh, he was really a pioneer and I, I think inherited a bit from his pioneership. Um, after high school, I was a bit in doubt whether to study medicine or a more research-oriented study. And uh, in the end, I chose the latter and I became an engineer that uh, studied in Wageningen University. But uh, I, at, at Wageningen University, I was interested in nutrition and the role that nutrition could play in uh, disease management. But for that, you needed to understand the pathophysiology of uh, disease. And that was something that was not educated uh, uh, in Wageningen. So then I started to look around where I could do uh, that part of the studies. And that was partly abroad in, uh, in uh, Sweden. But also uh, I noticed that in particular surgeons at uh, Maastricht University uh, the medical faculty um, were working on this topic. And uh, by coincidence, my brother was studying medicine in Maastricht. And at that time, the students and the staff, it was a very small um, university uh, uh, at that time, only the medical faculty. So they also gathered in the pub on Friday afternoon. So he talked to the surgeons. He introduced uh, his younger sister, sister and and. Then I met. So part of my studies, uh, particularly the, the research work, I already did at that time uh, in Maastricht. Uh, afterwards, I went to Canada uh, for uh, research. Uh, and uh, then I was offered a PhD position in Wageningen. But by coincidence, it's a long story. I will not tell. Uh, I was also asked uh, to do a PhD in, in Maastricht, which I liked because that was pioneering again uh, and trying to find out whether um, metabolic disturbances uh, in lung diseases could be tackled by nutrition. Uh, at that time, also for myself, a completely new uh, topic. Um, so because also at that time in Maastricht, we, had, we were investigating a topic that on the one hand used the 
the the the distinct infrastructure and like expertise in Maastricht at that time uh, just the uh, health sciences were also uh, established connecting this to the clinic we had a topic that was not investigated elsewhere in the world and that made it possible for me to start a career in uh, Maastricht uh, so uh, as an assistant professor and so on and to build my own uh, research team which obviously is is exciting you can imagine well, and then it, it's, uh, um, I, um, you, 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 I continued the, 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 let's say, the regular career path. Um, during that time, I have also been the first PhD student counselor uh, of the research school Nutrim. Later on, uh, I became the scientific director of uh, Nutrim for quite some years. And um, well, now since June last year, I'm uh, the Dean of uh, FHML. So I think that's in a nutshell shall, uh, my scientific career. And um, when not working, I like to um, play sports, in particular uh, playing tennis, uh, but also uh, uh, walk around, uh, cycle and uh, uh, very much like, which we're all missing now, the cultural uh, activities in, in, in Maastricht. Uh, uh, so that's, I think, a bit my life so mm -hmm. far. Very exciting, very exciting. Yeah, and it basically brought you everywhere around. So that's really, that's really interesting and dynamic pathway, usually. Yes. Nice. Mm -hmm. um, maybe um, people know that you are the dean of the faculty, but maybe we don't have a clear overview of what does a dean do. So as a dean, what are your responsibilities inside FHML and inside university in general? Well, uh, overall, the dean of FHML is responsible for the research and education uh, at the faculty. So it's, it is, he, he is uh, uh, responsible for the, let's say, the vision, the strategy, the policy of uh, FHML. And um, furthermore, um, I'm, since FHML is also linked to the academic hospital in, within the Maastricht University Medical Center, I'm also the vice chairman of the uh, Maastricht University Medical Center, which means uh, that it's, I also find it important to try to optimally link research and education at FHML with uh, the uh, spearheads uh, of the hospital. But it's important to mention that I'm not doing this alone. Uh, we are working in a team. There's a faculty board, and I think we have a very dynamic faculty board, and every member of the board has, specific, um, has a specific portfolio. And then, obviously, uh, our faculty, which is quite large, um, is... Uh, also, um, how do you call it? Uh, we have the different institutes. So we have the educational institute and we have the various um, multidisciplinary thematic uh, research institutes and schools. And obviously they are headed by a scientific director. And I, we have a lot of discussions together also to, to set our priorities and uh, uh, yeah, the various activities. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, I think that's, I, I don't know if you have more questions regarding. Uh, There's a lot of responsibilities. What I'd be wondering is, do you have a normal work day or is every work day different? 
Well, it's I, I think in general in uh, academics, uh, hopefully for everybody, every workday is different because that's what I like in working mm. in academics. Um, and it's it's not that much different than uh, other positions at the university. I think what I do have more now than in the past is more uh, meetings, obviously, mm. and also more regular um, meetings. So there are, for instance, Tuesday is a real day of, 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 of meetings in, in the board of the U university medical center, the meeting of the faculty board, sometimes also of the faculty council uh, and so on. Mm. Um, but um, in, in general, and I don't know, well, obviously now we, I started during Corona, so this is quite a different situation. I can imagine that when I was mainly focusing on my own research and uh, in combination with the work as a scientific director of Nutrim, I had to travel quite a lot abroad too. And I, we will see how the future will, like, will be, but I can imagine that as a dean, you do have more meetings within the Netherlands or with partners in the Netherlands than uh, abroad, but, but we'll see. Mm -hmm. Indeed, indeed. So when you say that you're the dean, that's obviously a bit more of an administrative role compared to a more research-focused role, I would say. Was there any point in your life where you said, okay, I would like to work rather than administration than directly doing research, so to speak? Um, I've never thought in this distinction between research and uh, administration, I think also as a former uh, director of the research school, Nutrim, I wanted to um, manage from a, the, the scientific contents as a basis. I mean, so to make strategy from uh, the, the scientific um, vision and, 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 and ideas. Um, and, and, I, and I should um, stress that I have not left research. Uh, I'm still currently still heavily involved in research, but obviously my role is changing. Um, we're working in a research team, and um, so, so uh, with with other associate professors, uh, uh, tenure trackers, uh, PhD students, support staff, and so on. And um, so I can spend less time on research. That that's obvious, uh, but. Uh, I, I hope that I'm still of added value for the team because uh, obviously I have a large network. I um, very much like to be involved in grant writing because that's some way of creativity that, mm -hmm. that you like to, um, to, to, to use. And it's, I think it's also a good balance between this type of creativity and the administrative work. Uh, I like to... Um, write or review papers, supervise thesis. Uh, but like I said, in the execution of the research part, obviously, and the organization, there are other very good people that are uh, working in our team. And um, why now this administrative position? Well, maybe I, I told you a little bit about how I um, developed into, let's say, a professor. Mm. And um, I, I was... I felt fortunate that I have had a very stimulating environment um, that I could develop as a PhD student and then continue. I think I uh, have been able to make optimal use of the infrastructure that was developed 
by others before me. So now I feel that um, the, uh, first of all, I, I want to contribute to uh, facilitating this also for all the new people. Uh, and um, and obviously, uh, yeah, well, I, th I think if I have quite gained quite a lot of experience and 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 um, ideas. So for me, this this is this is a new uh, exciting challenge. To and I, I feel well, obliged is the wrong word, but I, I maybe I feel that at this stage of my career, this. Uh, also gives me new energy to, and, and I like to contribute to uh, for all the others that they can uh, develop in a, if they want in in a way that I uh, enjoy still enjoy very much myself. That's that's really interesting and really nice to hear that someone is so motivated to bring changes, especially considering the time we are in. My I, I can guess it can be a bit of a um, bummer sort of situation starting your term with such crisis going on. Um, but yeah, that's really nice. So uh, what would you like to accomplish during your term as dean? So, for example, specific developments that you want, you'd like to see inside university or the faculty or the hospital. So what do you yeah. aim well, to yeah, uh, what I like very much about our faculty, and I think we're the only faculty uh, in the Netherlands, is that uh, we are a faculty of health, medicine, and life sciences. So it's not only life science, uh, medicine, not only health, but it's a combination. So it's um, so, so so we have a lot of different uh, disciplines, types of people, also I think uh, cultures that are all mixed in our faculty. And obviously uh, we all focus on health, but from different angles. We, I think we all uh, want to contribute to um, health maintenance for all of us. And obviously also um, that if you become ill, uh, that we can try to make uh, life as best as possible. So th that's what I like very much. I like very much of our, uh, the work in our faculty, which is the education and the research, is that um, it's really of societal relevance. And um, I think that we are, and that we should focus on educating the professionals for the future in our, in our current programs, adapting them all the time and that's a combination not only of the contents, but certainly nowadays also of the format of uh, educating, uh, but also thinking about development of new programs. And very interesting, I think that a lot of problems that we need to tackle also require, we're already a, a broad faculty, but it also requires collaboration with other faculties at our uh, uh, campus, so interfaculty programs. Uh, what I like very much, and I think we should cherish and, and, and even stimulate further, is a very low threshold of interaction between students' staff and also, let's say, scientific staff and staff in the clinics. Um, th th this easy access, I, I, I don't know it, what, how the students perceive this, but, but for me as a staff member, I, th I think this is... If you want to, if you're proactive, then you can reach out to each other quite uh, easily. So if you ask me, um, 
what I what my ambitions are. Uh, well, I further well, first of all, I mean, um, a dean I think um, should facilitate and stimulate um, because uh, I'm not the, the one that should tell others what to do. I mean, uh, the, the critical mass and the expertise is in in, in all of us uh, students and staff, and not only in me. But I can contribute uh, to. Uh, further strengthen, I think, this distinct academic profile of our uh, uh, faculty and also the visibility, uh, the outside visibility. Um, again, really uh, um, stressing the future health uh, challenges. Um, I want I, I think we are already quite good at working in teams, but I think we could even further um, stimulate this. Um, we do have uh, a good collaboration with the hospital and with other faculties at the health campus, but I think those can be also further strengthened. Um, I would further stimulate and, and facilitate the impact of our work. And that means also collaboration with partners outside uh, and both, let's say, public uh, partners outside in the region, nationally, uh, but also private uh, partners. Um, well, and overall, it, it, it sounds maybe a bit, uh, yeah, I don't know how it sounds, but uh, I think it's important to, that we really have a good atmosphere uh, uh, at our faculty, uh, and that's um, between staff and students. And in a way, I mean, we obviously determine this atmosphere all together. But mm. for me, it's important because if you work in a nice atmosphere, then then it's that, that's of main importance to uh, like your work. I think. Absolutely, yeah, I think definitely, yeah. Yes, listed are very important. And and actually, one of the first things that I realized when I started studying at Maastricht was the atmosphere that, that you just mentioned, that it was very, very easy to reach out to people, especially yeah. staff members, which I really wasn't used to. Yeah. Because I, I'm from Germany, where usually this isn't the case. The hierarchy is much more present in Germany oftentimes when I talk to friends who are studying in Germany. And, and that's one of the points that I always mention to them. Like, it's very easy to, to collaborate with people say with professors to reach out to them, you're usually on a first name basis, which is just unheard of in Germany oftentimes. Yeah. So, so that's something that I think is very distinctly, definitely Maastricht. I'm not sure Netherlands in general, but definitely Maastricht. And to facilitate that, I think is fantastic because yeah. that by working together, we really can uh, have much more of an impact. And I, it's I actually that. one of the biggest shocks students, international students go through when you arrive in Maastricht, because usually in other countries, like in Italy as well, there is a way to do hierarchy inside university, also inside high school, but in university is really stressed out. And you come here and everyone is way more relaxed, uh, especially in more social context, but also inside university itself, like student perspectives is really taken into account. Like let's think all about about all the different student bodies that we have, for example, the student council, the representative of the faculty council, the student party, the study association, students are really heard and staff members want to meet with students, discuss with students and hear our perspective, which is something that international students basically never seen uh, before coming to Netherlands and Maastricht in particular. 
Yeah, good to hear, but uh, yeah. That's great. And it's uh, being appreciated also. Yeah, yeah, definitely. <laughs> most certainly, yes, most certainly. So we just talked about a lot of things that we like to accomplish, and I think they're, they're all great points. Um, and I was wondering, is there any accomplishment so far that you're most proud of? So you've become Dean, like Lara said earlier, in a very special time during the crisis, and yeah. you obviously had a lot of work dealing with that crisis. So is there anything that you are especially proud of since you became Dean? What I accomplished myself, I think that's very difficult to say um, because, uh, like you said, I just started in the middle of uh, the corona crisis, June mm. last uh, year. Uh, I, I maybe should ask you if you noticed uh, something because um, I, I find it difficult also because it's very difficult to reach out to uh, and, and, and to connect in, in, a, in a way that I would like to do with uh, students and staff. So what I was able, well, we were able to accomplish, I think, is that there is a very good team, team spirit in the, because it's when there is a new dean, it's not only uh, the dean that changes, but also the whole uh, faculty board. Uh, and uh, I think there's a very good team spirit and, and we proactively started new initiatives. Um, so I think that also 2021 uh, will be, um, well, uh, will be very dynamic and I want it to be dynamic because uh, also I think this Corona crisis, how horrible it is on the one side, on the other side, it, it is also a moment of change that you can can use and um, because our mindset is is uh, yeah is content constantly um uh, well it, it's how do you say it's uh, it's it's unclear uncertain but then you're maybe also prepared for change um but i can only be proud when maybe later on i uh, see that some goals that we have set now are being achieved Mm. Uh, but let's wait and ask this question to me uh, next year or, or maybe later. We'd love to. Have you okay, definitely. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so, um, well, you just uh, mentioned the corona crisis and how it's been hard, especially for you coming in as, well, you and your team, of course, as the new players in the game in the middle of uh, this pandemic. So, uh, in your opinion, what was handled well by the university. So, um, yeah, what would you um, repeat if you had the chance to go back in time sort of situations? Or if there are any stories that you're particularly proud of or uh, really nice moments that you uh, experienced thanks to um, the crisis? Yeah, well, it's difficult because I think we are still in the middle of the crisis. Um, and we have to anticipate to the changes together all the time. Now again, the evening clock uh, and it, it will continue. So overall, as far as I can judge, uh, I think we communicate quite well with the, the staff and the students. Um, and I really think it's important at, and we at least try to offer within the governmental uh, regulations, this combination of online and on-campus education, 
And I think that's good. It's, it's, it's like Jan was saying, uh, you can go to the university later on to do some practical work. And I can imagine that although you don't see many people, that it's nice to be able to do that. Uh, so, we, um, so we do not make it easy for ourselves by not simply telling, uh, uh, okay, we continue with only online. So, so we try to adapt to what is possible for this um, combination. And we think it's important, may, particularly for the students, uh, but obviously also for the staff. Um, we, have, we were very proactive in making protocols uh, for uh, those PhD students that experience delays and try to uh, offer extensions if the delay was really uh, due to the corona and, and also financial um, reimbursement for extension of contracts. I think that we were very uh, quick and, and, and yeah, proactive in that. Also in offering um, staff extra hours for being able to adapt the educational programs, try to reduce the workload, although still we realize that this workload is, 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 was maybe already high and is even higher now for everybody, also because of combination of uh, uh, tasks at home. I think we were, it, it was amazing to see how um, quickly the buildings were adapted and the logistics uh, to allow uh, research activities or education on site uh, as, as much as possible. Um, what I also liked is that we tried to arrange the graduation ceremonies on location again as far as possible. So you, you know that, uh, um, for instance, for the masters, uh, normally there's a St. John's Church, which is very nice a ceremony that was not possible but then we were saying okay we will try to do the ceremonies on site although only the students can come and not the families so with a live stream combined so it's 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 not ideal but as far as i saw uh, the students liked it better than only uh, an online ceremony and yeah you also ask what could we have done better um, well, I know that there has been a lot of stress and uh, problems with exams, the proctoring, and that was stress for staff and students. And although this was not, let's say, our own fault, it created, yeah. uh, it, it was very unpleasant. Uh, what I also heard, and I think it's important, is that you try to communicate as a faculty, but maybe in the communication, we, it's, I, I, I heard back from students, and I, and I like that, that they were saying, be even more open also about the difficulties that you experienced. Uh, when you share this uncertainty uh, and these difficulties, it's also easier maybe to understand and to accept. And I, I, I think that was a very good uh, lesson learned. Uh, and what ideally we my, yeah, I don't know if it was possible, but what I would have liked if we could have been able to offer um, more places for social activities for students and also staff, again, within the, the boundaries of, uh, hello, kitten, <laughs> within the boundaries of the, 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 you know, the, the governmental regulations. So mm -hmm. this, this is a bit what I, my thoughts at the moment. 
Mm. Great, absolutely. I think from a student perspective, um, overall, it was a very, well, it was a difficult experience, but I think we made the best out of it. And for example, the, the fact that we usually don't have any study delays is something very special that not yeah. everyone, you know, has. And, and, and so all of these, these, these points are handled, I think, very well. And obviously, it's not seamless, right, that there, there are certain hiccups in the online education every now and then. But but overall, it's, I think we handled the situation very good. We, we made the best out of it and uh, received, I think, high quality education. Yeah. And, and I think that is uh, something that we should be very happy about. Yeah, yeah, that's very good to hear. And uh... Absolutely. And you also mentioned the, uh, the ceremony after graduation for the Masters. And Lara, I mean, you were one of the students who yeah. actually did the did that kind of ceremony? Yeah, exactly. I was one of the graduate. Well, of course, I was graduating from uh, the beach tour, uh, so in November. And although, of of course, it was uh, not ideal, as you mentioned, not having your family with you in such an important moment. We were happy to be able to be on campus and wear the cap and actually receive our diploma. Uh, because, yeah, it would have not been the same if we're just online, maybe receiving a PDF by email. Yeah. So, yeah, it was really appreciated. Even if it was with smaller group, uh, it was well handled. Family could see us. And also more uh, family member could actually follow the graduation <laughs> with the live stream, which is, for example, something that we would love to keep and to have every single time. Uh, but, yeah, uh, students also see the effort and we know that it's not ideal for neither either students or staff members yeah. so as long as students see the efforts we are more than happy basically yeah. Good to hear. Right. Yeah. so we just reflected on what went well what we did what we did well as university what could have went better now the next question is a bit more difficult so to speak but it's about where do we go from here what do you think would be the lasting impact of COVID-19 what do you think would be the way forward um, as a faculty and university uh, it's, it's a good question. Um, obviously, we do not know yet, but uh, certainly I think we will learn from and incorporate, uh, let's say, more digital tools and uh, in, in our curricula. Mm. So this, this, this combination of online and on-site education also required adaptations in the way you uh, give education. And uh, I think the creativity and new tools uh, will certainly be used also in the future. Um, there will probably be changes in the way the staff will work. So the combination of working from home and working on campus. If that is the case, then it will have an impact or, or an effect, I would say, on the way we... Uh, design our buildings. For instance, we are now uh, um, having the plans for the renovation of the UNS 50 building. Which, uh, and um, I think the way we were thinking about how much lab space you need versus the office uh, spaces may change. Uh, and also maybe the type of uh, office spaces. Um, well, maybe an, an, an interesting point could be we many people now have been working from home and, and like you from, for, from your rooms. And um, so you have to adapt your lifestyle a, a little bit. Uh, this means 
I think many of us, particularly uh, during the first lockdown, uh, started to enjoy walking. <laughs> Something that you normally, well, I think uh, when I was a student, I thought walking is boring. Um, but uh, I mean, there was not much else to do because walking was getting out of your uh, room or, or, or home, but also a, a nice way to socially interact, which was uh, allowed. And I can imagine that that maybe when we come back to campus again, that we would like to have the, these adaptations and and. Already, there have been already ideas in the past to make this campus a bit more attractive, uh, but maybe this can be accelerated uh, and maybe also to, to um, incorporate in, 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 in uh, all ideas which were there already in the past, but may now be, well, we may speed up it's, uh, you know, when, when you meet uh, and discuss, just walk around, things like that. Um, uh, I, I find it difficult to see uh, how it will work out regarding flexibility with working hours because now a lot of staff members, for instance, they have to combine uh, teaching their own ch children and teaching the students. So this means that they have different, uh, um, let's say, daily schedules in their um, uh, uh, yeah in their week and. Uh, this can go both ways. It, it, I think at the moment it's sometimes quite difficult on the one hand. But on the other hand, maybe people also see opportunities um, in, this, in this more flexible um, lifestyle, so not this traditional working hours. Um, we'll have to see how, we, how, how it works out because mm -hmm. it's a balance between it can be very positive, but it can also be negative because there's no distinction anymore between private and professional life. Um, yeah, well, there is probably much more, but, but this is, these are just some thoughts. Lovely. So new opportunities and new challenges, so to speak. Yeah. <laughs> nice, nice. We're always in for challenges here. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Okay, uh, thanks a lot for sharing uh, your experience and your opinion of such um, hot topics uh, right now inside university. Uh, the last question, uh, is there something that you would like to say to students or maybe even staff member uh, that are listening to this podcast, maybe? Um, well, normally I would say Enjoy studying, enjoy living in Maastricht, uh, get most out of, of your student period, uh, both from an educational perspective as well as socially. Uh, be proactive. Don't uh, be afraid to make mistakes. Uh, so, and, and really en en enjoy uh, one of the... Um, yeah, most exciting times of your life. But <laughs> to be honest, at the moment, I would like to say, hang on and try to make the best of the strange situation that we're all in now. Great. Thank you. That's, I think, a very, very good message indeed. Yeah. <laughs> okay. And we saw it. Thank you for being on the podcast. Very much appreciated. And we wish you a lovely rest day. Okay. Yeah, thanks a lot. Yes, bye, bye. 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 -bye.